With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lost Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master Key on this Monday Evening, July the 8th, 2013. Man, I can't tell you how fast time is going. It's amazing. I can remember the year 2000. Entering into the new millennium. Now here's 13 years later. Wow. Well, that's what the Lord is saying to us today. Uh, My... God been having me in a state the last couple of months, and I really believe it's the heartbeat of God. God dealing with me concerning E.J. McKenzie, my household, uh, the uh, people that God has uh, given me a responsibility for, and I believe our radio audience I have a, a dimension of responsibility because God holds us responsible for the things that. He give us to share the heart and the mind of the Father. Um, I want to share some principles that I shared on uh, on yesterday morning. Uh, God began kind of having me in this governmental thing, uh, which has kind of been one of my strengths. I want to kind of add uh, some things to this in the areas of uh, prayer, intercession, and warfare uh, concerning... Uh, uh, moving outside of a church structure to a kingdom structure. And when I mean kingdom, we really got to stop thinking uh, uh, from the perspective of uh, what we think uh, church is all about or the kingdom is all about. And uh, God really created man to rule. If you would notice when he... Uh, made Adam and uh, or mankind, uh, that's what the word man there means, mankind, in his image and his likeness, he gave a command for them to have dominion of the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the face of the earth. It was always God's uh, plan for mankind to rule the earth like God himself. The word and the Holy Spirit and the angelic host rules the heavens. And uh, uh, we got to get back to that particular place of rulership. And we really got to start thinking from God's perspective. And when I talk about rulership, if you would notice now, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness of temptation, what did Satan say? 
If you will bow down and worship me, I will give you access or I will give you all the kingdoms. He didn't say kingdom, but kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof. For it has been given unto me, and I can give it to whomsoever I will. And Jesus said, you shall worship the Lord thy God in him only. So here Satan understands the power of kingdoms. And he said the kingdoms has been delivered into his hand. And we know they were delivered into his hand when Adam sinned. So we want to look at some uh, principles today because the ultimate will of God is that his glory fill the earth. And when you and I think about glory, the average church-going person, uh, we think about a cloud, uh, a presence. And uh, uh, it's beyond a cloud and a presence. What is the presence of God? Uh, we satisfied with feeling great in church services. And if we don't, if we do not go beyond that, we're going to miss it, ladies and gentlemen. And, and we'll die out, and God will raise up another generation. And there will be a generation before Jesus comes back, I believe, will exercise a level and a dimension of kingdom rule in the earth realm. Jesus really demonstrated it in the spirit realm as well as in the natural. See, you and I are in this world but not of this world, so therefore... Uh, uh, the rule of God must be established in the creative order of God. Not just in church, but the creative order of God. And But there's a process that God takes every person through. And, and, and uh, my subject yesterday was systems of rule. Systems of rule. But there's a process that God takes every person through. If we understand the dynamics of it, and begin to make the adjustments, we'll begin to see, I believe, a greater move of God because we will encounter him in a real and genuine way. When we first think that this patterns all through the word of the Lord, as we discover the patterns and begin to appropriate them, I personally believe that heaven will have access to a man or woman that has discovered, understand, made the adjustment, and now cooperate with God in heaven and man on earth. This is the way it really works in every arena. This is the way it works in the church, and this is the way it works with Satan and his agents. Legally, Satan cannot do anything in the earth realm until he finds a man and a woman that will agree with him. So he has access into the earth realm through agreement. And and always depends upon that man or that woman's sphere of rule in the earth or sphere of influence in the earth. That's how it works. Satan really don't care about the average person. He wants people with influence. He wants a governor. He wants a mayor. He wants a commissioner. He wants a doctor. He wants an administrator. He wants a president over a company. He wants a president over a nation. He wants some senators and some governors. He wants some apostles and prophets, evangelist, pastor, teacher. He wants people that is legally positioned, legally positioned, because if I can get that man or get that woman 
Here's laws again. He know he have access to more people than just getting someone that uh, uh, maybe work at Burger King. There's nothing wrong with working at Burger King. I'm just trying to show you a principle here. Uh, unless the you know you you uh, a owner of Burger King or supervisor, he want people that if I can get that person, then I can influence everything that is connected. Everything is connected to the man. Everything is connected to the woman. Everything is connected to the governor. Now, if Satan can uh, access or get a governor to come in agreement with him, do you understand what that said? Satan have access to this whole state that that governor oversees. This is how it works. Legally, he have access to every man, woman, boy, and girl of that state because of the position of authority that the governor has been elected or elevated in. He's a person of authority. So the same thing with a president of a country, uh, a mayor of a city. That's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. And by the same token, where do you get this from? You get it from God. God had access to the creation. He created everything, but he places the, uh, the authority of his creation into the hands of the man that he created in his image and his likeness. This is how kingdom rule works. So let's break some things down, uh, if we may. And, and maybe there's some things that has been out of whack or out of order uh, in your life, and, and, and uh, God is trying to bring things back into kingdom order. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, if it wasn't last month, I forgot when it was. We were talking about the sins of the fathers that passed on to the third and fourth generation. In the word of the Lord, there was a man that obeyed God. Uh, remember, Ahab caused the whole nation of Israel to worship Baal, if you, if you recall. And um, uh, those that know the word of God, is, that's what happened. And God said he was going to uh, destroy the house of uh, Ahab. So there was a captain of, of a particular army that God spoke to Elisha and told him, go and anoint him to be king over Israel, which his name was Jehu. Jehu executed the whole house of Ahab on the behalf of God. And God said, because you have done this thing, your sons will sit upon the throne to the, third, to the fourth generation. They'll sit on the throne to the fourth generation. We were talking about generational blessings and thinking from a generational perspective. That's how God thinks as I say them things. He always tried to imitate God. He takes the principles and the laws that God created and work them against humanity, especially if humanity do not understand them. And the witches and the warlocks really do have a, uh, uh, I was going to say propensity, they don't have a propensity, but uh, it appeared to be that they are more educated when it comes down to uh, spiritual laws than the average born-again believer, and they know they not to work them. Laws work, and these laws were put in place when God created the heavens and the earth, even before he created the man um, uh, uh, in his image and his likeness. These laws was put in place. Remember the law of production. Uh, every fruit-bearing tree has its seed within the fruit. That was a law. The fruit that you ate recently 
as a result, you can find this genealogy or you can trace that the original fruit back all the way back when God created fruit trees. Uh, that chicken you ate. There's nothing new here, ladies and gentlemen. Everything that you see today stemmed from what was created uh, when God created uh, man in his image and his likeness. All the vegetation, everything. It find, you can trace it all the way back, uh, its beginning, all the way back to the be, uh, beginning of man. So it's constantly reproducing, reproducing, reproducing because the, the law of reproduction is in the seed itself. Same thing with mankind. When God made man in his image and his likeness, God put a law. There is a law that has been established in man. And so man reproduced after his kind. God don't have to come down every time a woman becomes impregnated. And God don't have to come down and breathe life into that fetus. He don't have to do that because the law of life was established the moment he created Adam in his image and his likeness. So he don't have to come down and breathe into uh, the fetus nostrils or the baby's nostril, the breath of life. The moment he did it with the one man, then that was it. He didn't have to do it again, ever again, because of the law of life. Are you getting this? So when we begin to understand how God functions, how God operates, everything works this way, Satan takes it and manipulates it. He takes it and manipulates, or he takes it, or he manipulates man to violate it. And you can violate it ignorantly, not knowing that you have violated it. So let's look at a principle here. I want to read a scripture to help us understand the manipulation of the powers of darkness to try to block and stop the progression of God in the earth realm. One of two things is happening. Either God is progressing or Satan is progressing. You think it's about you. You think it's about your spouse, your children. Ladies and gentlemen, this whole thing is about God and Satan. Do you desire my servant Job? Hear God having a conversation with Satan. Here's an innocent bystander, and his name was Job. Minding his own business, doing what he believed God told him to do, sacrificing the behalf of his children every day, just in case they have sinned, God ends up having a conversation. Satan, where you been? Walking to and forth throughout the whole earth. Have you considered my servant Job? I was talking to a group of people today, and I was asking them this question today. Uh, uh, have God found you worthy that you can suffer for him? We don't like those kinds of words. We like prosperity. We like blessings, and God is about all that because that's all that's in heaven, prosperity. It really probably not even a word, prosperity, just you're living in the blissfulness of God. Everything about heaven is pure. Everything about heaven is holy. Everything about heaven is perfect. Perfect environment, perfect everything. This is, this is, so it's not even about that. But the ultimate if God can trust you to suffer, be lied on, and you hold your peace, to be persecuted, and you don't curse God in his face. See, that's the ultimate for humanity, because that's where your victory really uh, is experienced. 
a God is experienced. But let me get to the scripture here. I want to read with you to show you how this thing works. And we are coming to we're coming into the age. We really got to renew our mind. Listen to this if you will. Judges chapter two and start at verse ten. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord. The first generation talking about, they knew the Lord. Now this old generation, they have died off. Another generation has arose, which is the children of the generation that just passed. He said, now the children didn't know the, know the Lord, but the parents knew the Lord, but the ones that have been raised up now do, did not know the Lord. Nor the work which he had done for Israel. They didn't know the Lord, nor did they know the work that God did for Israel. Now what happens when a generation don't know God? Or a generation don't know the work of God through their forefathers? Or he did for their forefathers, or through their forefathers. What happened? Verse 11 says, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. Since they didn't know God, nor know the work of God, then they began to serve another God. And the God that they began to serve was Baal. Verse 12, And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers. They forsook who? The Lord God of their fathers. Because they didn't know him. So they forsook him. Are you getting this? This is what it says. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear my heart today. And this is the heart of God, I believe, that is articulating to this radio audience today. When we begin to look at the condition and the state of the church, is it possible that the church, our churches, is full of people that don't know the Lord? You say, how could the church be full of people that don't know the Lord? You can go to church and know about the Lord, but don't know the Lord. Has the previous generation prepared you to know the Lord? Did you get to know the Lord from your forefathers? And this is vital that I'm sharing with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not good enough to send your children to Sunday school. Going to Sunday school is one thing. Being full of the full of information or being full of the knowledge, the knowledge of the Lord, and not being full of the knowledge of God himself, knowledge of and God, knowledge of God. It's two different things. I hope I'm saying that right. Do as 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 a man that have a wife and have children. Do my children know the Lord? I believe my children is getting to know the Lord. See, it's not it's, it's one thing for my children to go to church. Oh, my children go to church and still don't know the Lord. If, and, and, and how would you and I know if our children know the Lord? Forget about our children. How would anyone know that you know the Lord? You would not be bound to Baal. You would not be serving other gods. He said, I'm not serving no God now. 
you, if you're serving yourself, you're serving other gods. If you're more loyal to your job, you're serving other gods. More loyal to your job than you are to God, you're serving other gods. If, 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 if your home is more precious to you than God himself, you're serving other gods. If your ministry is more precious to you than God, you're serving other gods. Because all these things I just named is designed for gain, personal gain. You can use all these things for personal gain. When you are serving the Lord, you're willing to lose everything. You have given up everything. You've given up everything for him. You've committed yourself to him. He is your essence. He becomes your source. So here is a generation that died off, and their children rose up, and they did not know the Lord. My question would be to you, what has God done in your life for you to know the Lord? That you can tell your children and grandchildren about your God. That when you die, then your children can say, the God of my father, E.J., did this for him. The God of my father, E.J., sustained him when he came here to South Florida, didn't have a place to stay. My daddy told me how, uh, uh, how uh, he walked the streets at night. He never missed uh, church. And he was loyal to the Lord. Never missed church. He, God humbled him. He had to knock on doors and ask people, can he take a shower to get ready for church? Didn't know his next meal was going to come from. He never, never scandalized or sowed negative seeds in the mind of people concerning his spiritual father that brought him here to South Florida. He never complained to God. He never grumbled to God, but he believed in God. He walked the streets at night worshiping God, quoting the word of the Lord, releasing it into the heavens that God is moving for me now exceedingly abundantly above all that I'm able to ask or think according to the power that said work on the inside of me. That's the scripture, one of the scriptures I use to quote all the time. And the next one was, I, cannot see, uh, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered the hearts of men the things that the Lord God has prepared for them that love him. And God, I love you, but you're revealing them unto me now by your spirit. I thank you for shelter. I thank you for food. See, can, see, see these are the things that my children have heard. So whenever they, ever get, whenever they get challenged, they can rely on the God of their daddy because they remember the Spirit of God is going to bring to their remembrance of what the mighty God, Jehovah, Elohim, Yahweh, did on the behalf of my father. The miracles that God has wrought through their daddy, the God of E.J., was preaching in a meeting in Jamaica, just teaching the word of God. Most of the teacher back then. Teaching the word of God. And a lady's eyes pop open that was blind. Just sitting there under the word being taught. The God of E.J. 
In St. Croix, Virgin Islands, one for them, young man died. God raised the man, uh, the young man from the dead. The God of EJ. Numerous deaf ears can count the deaf ears who has been opened up. The God of our fathers. My children is without excuse. And I share with them all the time how good God has been to your daddy. Your daddy is who he is because of the grace of God. What the father has allowed your daddy to accomplish. The people that the Lord God has allowed your father to prophesy into. Businessmen, billionaires, billionaires, political leaders, numerous uh, 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 governmental authorities in the body of Christ. The God of Egypt. Notice what it says once again. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them. And it's like a mixed generation. What we see in the body of Christ now. We still have some men and women that is from old. They have a relationship with God. They have intimacy with God, experiencing God, encountering God. We got a new generation that is like a mixed generation. They're uh, raised up in the church. But see, like there's more of an external, a worldly influence upon them. And, and we have a lot of leaders that don't know the Lord and leading the people. I didn't say know about God. See, in the word of the Lord, God chose you. God chose you to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Today, all you have to do is go to school. Matter of fact, I was looking at a... Uh, a young lady was interviewing Paul Martin about the bishopric, and she saw online you can get a doctorate degree and get some license. She paid, she was telling Bishop uh, uh, Martin, she tested out and see, and she got, uh, no, she became a bishop, not a, not a doctorate, she became a bishop, $50. So she paid $50. And uh, she became a bishop. This is what we have in the body today. People that don't know the Lord. But they got a certificate of the bishopric. And everybody except everybody. There's n What system of testing do we have in the body of Christ? Can you see what, how, this, how this is setting up for the word about to be uh, fulfilled? About uh, uh, Jesus talks about in the book of Revelation, uh, the Lord through John, about uh, uh, false apostles and prophets. So we have people that is, is, is apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, bishops, and don't know the Lord. Got a certificate but don't know the Lord. I've never seen so much foolishness in my life before. That is happening. What kind of systems do we have? And the reason I believe God has given me this because I begin to meditate over my own life and I look at the ministry that God has entrusted to me and look at the, the many, many, many people that God has used me to raise up. And I in a state of meditation a couple weeks ago and I just ask this question, and, and this is not to lift me up. Who is like me? And when I say like me, don't, you, don't, don't, don't do not misunderstand what I'm saying. 
I'm talking about I was loyal to my leader. I served my leader. I was sold out to my leader. I was dedicated to my leader. I experienced the greatest level of pain came from my leader. But that's how I got to know the Lord. I was sharing with a young man uh, 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 yesterday, and uh, with, he went through some traumatic, had some traumatic experiences when he was a young man, and he's about close to 40, if he's not 40, close to 40, and he still dominated and challenged with some of the things that transpired as a child. I, I'm, I'm trying to help you to see some things here because I'm going somewhere with this right here. The subject is systems of rule. God is a God of order. He only can rule through order or through systems that has been established, that have been established in the earth realm. Our government, the, this nation is ran on three uh, branches of government, of our government. Everything has, that's going to go, experience some kind of success has to have some kind of government that's establishing it, that, that is established in, excuse me. What is the government of your home? What is the order of your home? What is the order of rule in your home? Do you as the husband, as the father, know what the will of God is for the order to be established in your house, or the order of God that's most established in your home? What has the heaven determined about you as a man, about you, your wife, and about your children? It's a it's an orderly system. And each each system uh 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 there's a there's there's a measure of rule in each system. As a single man, there is a system of rule as a single man. There's another system of rule as a married man. But there's a greater anointing as a married man than there's anointing as a single man. And greater responsibility. Then to be, uh, what is, uh, there's a system of rule as a family. You start having children. That right there prepares you for the system of rule as a businessman or as a, 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 a leader of the church, political leader. All of these are systems. In your level and measure of success in the higher arenas of system is contingent upon how well you did in the lower systems. The systems is designed to bring about a development of your character for God to be able to rule well through you in that system. Are, are, are you getting this? I pray to God that you are. Now let's look at this thing here, if you will. Let's begin to look. The first thing that God does, I was bringing some principles out, and and, and I wish I'd have known a lot of this, and I'm sure a lot of you do uh, wish you'd have known too what I'm about to say. Uh, uh, years ago, it would help you to be able to measure some things even in a better way. Concerning relationships, systems of rule. Now, I was going somewhere, thank you, Holy Spirit, about the young man 
He brought that back to me. That's where I was going. And uh, I put a question before the young man. See, all of us need somebody in our life to help us to see clearly. This is That's another system. That's another system. Before God released Eve to Adam, God put Adam through several tests to see if he saw clearly, thought clearly, spoke clearly. Then he gave Eve to it. Everything worked that way. So this young man had some, had some uh, traumatic experiences as a young man. And I was sharing with them, and basically the majority of people know my testimony. You know, I, I was raised up in violence, hostility, almost every day. Surely every weekend, all of my young adult, uh, my, my childhood life, it was fussing and fighting almost every weekend, but my daddy beat my mother up. Violence. That was all I was exposed to. Never had a father in my life because he never was active. He worked, gambled, drank, came home Sunday night, take a nap, and get up for work again. Monday through Friday, it's a paycheck. The family did not enjoy that. He enjoyed that. Gambled it away. Some of everybody else got uh, our money. And this is a generational thing. Satan stole the finances from the McKenzie household. Thank God I'm saved now because I'm recouping everything that the enemy has stolen. Everything he stole is coming to me. I speak that, decree that, and declare that in Jesus' name. Now watch this right. I'm going somewhere with this. Now, uh, and he's still affected by it today. Because I asked a young man, uh, I was uh, talking, uh, sharing with a couple of men. I said, why do you think, no, I asked them what they submitted to me. Have, do, have they given a life to me as their father in the Lord? Have you given your life to me? Uh, thank God for the honesty. And that's what relationship is all about. And I think one, the first one said, not totally. The second one said, no. The third one said, yes. And that's pretty much what was about right. And the one that said no has been around me longer than the other two. Longer than the other two. So I asked them why, and they began to go back over their childhood and begin to tell me about the things that they experienced, they went through. I'm going somewhere, I'm trying to help you today about relationships and systems that God put in place. Systems of rule, but systems of restoration and systems of healing. Ladies and gentlemen, God loves you. There's not a person in this earth, I can't say that, but the majority of people I know have experienced some traumatic things in their life. But I'm going to ask you a question. Do that negate the fact that God loves you or don't love you? I need you to understand. I need you to be real with you. Do God love you? Do you really believe he loves you? The majority is going to say yes. The majority is going to say yes. So uh, uh, I said individuals, do they believe that God loved them? They said yes. And... Uh, 
and they said that's what kept them through all the stuff that they went through, that God loved them. I said, I want you to think about this. I didn't say it like this, paraphrase how I said it. I said, I don't believe you believe God loves you. See, all of us need somebody in our life to challenge our thinking. My spiritual father used to challenge my thinking, and my thinking used to be erroneous, and I thought it was God, and I thought it was right. Everybody needs somebody in their life that they can trust, knowing that somebody's in your life for you. They love you for you. They don't love you for what you can give them, do for them. They love you for you. Everybody needs that. Thank God that God has graced me with those kind of relationships. Watch this right here. And I know uh, when I said that, I don't believe that you really believe that. See, we have to help people to think. As I'm going to tell you why. If you really believe that God loves you, you still will not be using your past. I didn't say it like this, I'm paraphrasing it. Using your past as a crutch of why you're not beyond where you're at today. You don't hear me talking about I'm like this because my daddy was alcoholic. I'm like this right here because uh, my mother wasn't affectionate. I'm like this because uh, my mother never hugged me. My daddy never hugged me. They never told me they loved me until I became my mom and said she loved everybody now. But you, you, your life is affected more when you're a child and because the majority of people I know still is affected 50, 60, 70, 80 years old based on what their mom and daddy did when they were a kid. Their parents only knew how devastating this thing it is. I'm trying to show you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to show him something. After the things I went through, I experienced the love of God. I experienced God being a father to me. He said, I'll be a father to the fathers and the mothers of the motherless. And I said, don't tell me God wants you and I to live in a certain state all the days of our life. He loves us. I said, but God can't do anything with nothing he don't have. If you don't give yourself to him, he can't heal you. If you don't totally give yourself to him and trust him, he cannot heal you, ladies and gentlemen. He cannot. And what's just right here? And if he believed that God really loved him, I'm going to tell you my, my encounters with God and what I see in the Bible. You'll trust him. We lie to ourselves say, I love God, but I don't trust him. Now, you can love people and don't trust people. See, how's that? Because God is love. He loves everybody. He don't trust everybody. I didn't say, I said, we loving him and trusting him. He loves everybody but don't trust everybody. Because we're human beings. Error. He's perfect. God don't make mistakes. He's going to take the negative stuff that you experience in your life as a, in your, with your parents 
uh, and anyone else, and he can bring healing and restoration to you because that's his nature. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. Are you, are you getting this? Now, what the purpose of a relationship, and watch this right here. Watch this right here. Systems. We got children, according to this right here, we just read, that don't know the Lord. A generation that has been raised up, but they don't know the Lord. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. We say people know God based on their ability to quote scripture. Now, the majority of you that know my testimony, you know a lot of the hell that God took me through. Since I started this church, we have experienced three splits. Painful. And I always have a forecast when something is right. I, I usually never know exactly what it is, but I always can tell something is wrong. Something is shifting. Always. Don't know what it is. And when it happened, usually I have already experienced it before I experienced it. Usually. Now watch this out. I'm going somewhere. Now in the natural, each all three times, the Lord spoke to me and said, this is not the devil. This is me. Why in the world would God let me experience that? Why would the Lord bring me from St. Petersburg, Florida, South Florida, and, and, and my spiritual father tells me, after he gets married, you've got to find yourself a place to stay, knowing I don't know nobody here in South Florida. Why would God allow that to happen to me? Why would God tell me not to go back home, stay right here, and have me to have to ask people, can I take a shower in your house and iron my clothes for church? Why would God do that to me? And when he knew before I got saved, I used to sell drugs and had plenty of money. And I can always go back home to mama. Almost anybody can go back home to mama. But he tell me, don't go. How many could be obedient? Knowing you don't have a place to stay, but you know you got a place at mama's house. But God tell you don't go. How many could obey God? Not only he just, not only he said don't go, he didn't tell you he was doing anything. He didn't tell you he was opening up a door for you. I'm trying to get you to see something. Systems are rule. You can never rule over any other sphere of influence until you rule over your own sphere of influence. I'm going to show you a principle here. Let's go to the book of Matthew. Show you how this works. Matthew chapter 12. See, we have to qualify, ladies and gentlemen, for each level of rule. And watch this right here. These are the scribes and the Pharisees coming against Jesus. Starting in verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts 
and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every what? Kingdom. Divided. Do Satan understands this? Of course he do. Divided against itself is brought to desolation in every city. Every what? City. Or house. Or what? House. Divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. Ooh, your sons. Verse 28. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Verse 29. Or how can one enter a strong man's what? House. A strong man's what? House. Interesting. And plunder his goods unless he first binds who? The strong man. And then he will plunder his what? House. Now, notice there's three systems of rule in this, these verses I just read. It seems like the first one is kingdom, but it's really not. Kingdom rule is the last uh, uh, system of rule. The first system of rule is house rule. The second system of rule is city rule. And the third system of rule is kingdom rule. Before there can be a rule, a system of rule in a house, there must be a system of rule in your house. First system of rule is me, E.J. McKenzie, my house. Not my home, E.J. McKenzie. First of all, I must have a system of rule over EJ. I'm disciplined. And God used my spiritual father to develop a system of rule in my own life. God used him. Then when God gave me my, uh, 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 I married Kathy and began having children, watch this right here. The strength of the system of rule in my home was contingent upon the system of rule that I had in Egypt. Before I married Kathy, God had brought me to the place of a system of rule over myself. I disciplined, I was a man of discipline in my eating habits. I was a man of discipline in my prayer life. Had a devotional time. Prayed a minimum of three times a day, but I prayed all day long. Had a system of rule in my study time. Had a system of rule in money management. I was not dominated by stuff. I wasn't dominated by things. So, so God, watch this right. So, so, so God used this man to establish a system of rule. Watch this right here. When he told me that you need to get a place to stay because I'm married now, I said, you're absolutely right. The word of God says so, that when a married man marries a wife, he should not go to war, should not go to work for a year. So therefore, I want to pipe my stuff up, the little stuff I had, 
and I went in, and, and stayed in the park. Now, what makes the system of rule work? It's the word of God. I substantiated what he said based on what the scripture said. Now God is obligated. That means if I'm, if I'm moving out based on a word, come from my spiritual father, did not understand it, but he's the man of God that God has assigned to my life. If I step out, and if I really believe in the man, I won't talk about the man. If I really believe in the man, I'm not going to scandalize his name. Nobody in St. Petersburg ever knew that I lived on the streets. Never told nobody. This is how. This is a system of rule. So God, you can believe that you something under authority. Under your spiritual father. You can believe that you're something sitting in the comfort of your home, reading your Bible, meditating. This is how you're going to really know who you are. It's when you're put in a situation that appears to be negative. Either the word of God is real or it's not real. And ladies and gentlemen, in two weeks' time, Without complaining, without letting anybody know, without manipulating, whispering people ear, I don't have a place to stay. I never did that, and I never missed church. And back then, we had church four times a week: Sunday night, Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, uh, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Bible study and Friday night, four times, and I didn't miss. And on time, at the catch rides, whatever I did, I did it. Because I was loyal to God, not my spiritual father. Systems are ruled. Watch this right here. So when now, now, all of that was preparing me for the next level of rule to be married, to have a family. And when hell break loose against me and my family, the same God sustained me as a single man. When the system of rule was established in me as a single man, it's the same God that's going to sustain me over this woman of God, over these children of God that God has given unto me. Same system of rule. My wife has never heard me complain about anything I've ever gone through. Never. It'll be 27 years in February. Never heard me. My children ain't never heard me complain. They never heard me mom or grumble. Not nobody in, in, in the congregation that God has, has had me to shepherd. No leader that has ever been around me ever heard it. No congregation, never heard it. None of my spiritual sons and daughters, other pastors that, that I covered has never heard me, Mama Grandma, complain. Either God is real or he's not real. I'm going somewhere with this, right? I'm trying to help you. Systems of rule. And then my system of rule as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, a husband and a father prepared me. To establish a system of rule over a congregation. And really before then was businessmen. And I started getting into business when I started pastoring. Systems of rule. I was a man of integrity as a single man. I'm a man of integrity as a married man. I'm a man of integrity over a congregation. I had to fight to be that I was that. God made me that. I was a man of prayer before I married my wife. I'm a man of prayer now. I was a man of prayer before I started this congregation. I'm a man of prayer now. Systems are ruled. Now, God ruled through systems. He ruled through systems. He had access to the earth realm through men and women 
that has been established. Now, the purpose of me saying, because I see my time about winding up, the purpose of me bringing all of this out, ladies and gentlemen, watch this right here. Watch this right here. We're talking about children rule. I didn't finish my scripture here because I want to go to the next part here. Because first, the system of rule is the house. The next level system of rule is the city. And the ultimate level of system of rule is the kingdom. And each one of those systems uh, is progressive. That means it's going to require for me to rule E.J. McKenzie, I don't need nobody else but God. But now a greater level of responsibility to come to rule my home, I bring my wife alongside of me. I give her authority that's been given unto me for us, that's what it's supposed to be, for us to rule the home. But yet there is a function that's been given to her, an authority been given to her from me. Christ give me the authority. I give her authority. She has a, a, a function uh, uh, she to execute through that level or dimension of authority that I give her. But she ruled for me. I rule for Christ. I function for Christ. She functioned for me. This is how the order of we get this is no stopping us. That death, no weapon formed against us can, uh, can prosper. Systems are ruled. Now watch this right here, if, if, if you will. Because what happened, the reason I'm bringing this out, ladies and gentlemen, because, watch this right here, watch this right here. See, to do spiritual warfare, people want to bind the debt, the spirit, the put spirit over a city or a nation or a power over a city and a principle over a nation. We, we want to bind that when we have not bound the strong man in the house. You can't bind a principality or a power until you learn how to deal with a strong man. What strong man are you able to discern to have access to your house through your lineage? This group of young men that had started mentoring, and I was talking about generational sin, iniquity patterns, and I said, what, what were you able to discern? There's nothing, nothing, one thing for me to teach this. But what happens? See, we don't stop and think. We just hear, oh, man, that's an interesting message. Uh, that's a good message. Message just means jack if I don't know how to see how this thing works for me personally. It means nothing. Just have information. And I began to, I started off to kind of help them out. Well, these are the iniquity patterns that I see on my father's side. I see, I see, uh, 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 Former poverty, but I see some people very successful on my uh, father's side. Just my father was alcoholic. That's the only reason that was. I see addiction on my father's side. Uh, there's divorce on my father's side. Iniquity. I'm talking about iniquity patterns. I'm being to share this with them. Uh, um, I see chaos, violence on my father's side. On my mother's side, I see mental illness, I see uh, chaos, I see unforgiveness uh, on my mother's side, bitterness, anger, I see pride on both sides, iniquity patterns. The reason I want to sit in other, I never really thought about 
Because these are the same kind of things. These patterns is trying to infiltrate itself into you. Even though you're born again. But what do you see in your father's lineage affecting you now? What do you see in your mother's lineage affecting you now? Poverty. My mother's lineage, more of my mother's lineage than my father's lineage. My father's brothers, the majority of all of them experienced level of major success, greater than my daddy did. Because my daddy was like, oh, he, he, well, I don't want to get, go to there. See, uh, uh, these are some of the things. Uh, 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 burying children out of wedlock on my father and my mother's side. Father and mother's side. Addictions. Nicotine addictions. Father and mother's side. Alcohol addiction. More on my father's side. Don't, don't, it may be some of my mother's side don't really know. Haven't seen it. Uh, 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 perversion. See that in our lineage. So all of these things, ladies and gentlemen, I got to be rec- recognized. So watch it right here. So, so E.J. McKenzie, before I get married, uh, I need to understand the system of rule and begin to take authority over the iniquity patterns uh, that try to come to E.J. I'm not a lot of things, ladies and gentlemen, that, that came through my lineage because I entered into a relationship with a man, and as I submitted myself to the man, it broke those iniquity patterns that tried to penetrate itself from me and pass down to my children. It was my obedience to the man that broke it. Because anytime you obey anybody, you become a servant to who you obey, and who you obey become your master. I was obedient to the Lord, and I served Dr. Brown. And by me legally obeying God and submitting to the man of God, it broke the iniquity patterns. The iniquity pattern had no right to me. Through my obedience, it was able to break it. That's how it works. Didn't understand everything that the man told me to do. But I trusted God. To create a pattern. Great giver. I'm not saying this because I wasn't always a great giver. Obedience. I obeyed. My obedience in giving broke the back of the spirit of poverty that could have dominated me through my lineage, yet still born again. But I could have been allowing the spirit of poverty to continue to dominate my life. And it was passed down from one lineage to my father's lineage, or my, more my mother's lineage, to me. Because the sins of her father. Sins of the father. Passed the third and fourth generation. And ladies and gentlemen, the devil really wanted to happen, get it to the fourth generation because he understands foundation. If it ever hit the fourth generation, then it, it's, it's, it is solidified. And then he can build. It gains momentum from there. Well, my time is up. I did not get to finish what I wanted to finish. 
but I want to show you how this thing works for its patterns, systems of rule. If you ever allow yourself to be elevated to a place externally that you're not elevated internally, it's going to destroy you. And you're going to destroy so many people's lives. That's what happened in the church. We have people ruling in the church based on their gifting and not their character because there's no system that we have established to help develop their character. And it's easy, but we don't do it. And I haven't done it for years because I began to ask some questions. How many of you all, my leaders, have a devotional life? And the majority didn't have a devotional life, and I have one. If, if, and that's where discipleship comes in at. My leaders in the whole congregation should become who I have become in God, not in the natural, in God. They should be men and women of prayer, men and women of students in the word of the Lord. They should be great givers. They should be people of faith. Are you getting this? Willing to ask for forgiveness if you did something wrong quickly. You should know how to test people. All of these things is, is what has been developed in me and some some other things. Well, we'll see what the Lord says for us tomorrow. I want you to kind of meditate on this, these principles of systems of rule, and, and examine yourself. Understand without a doubt. You was born. You was born here because there was a purpose. There was something to harden the mind of God for you. Understand that you are special, but the enemy do not want you to go through the process. The process for elevation, from one dimension to another dimension, from one glory to another glory, from one level of faith to another level of faith. He don't want that to happen. He want to manipulate your mind, tell you that people don't love you. Uh, and uh, always understand your greatest warfare be against those that God has assigned to your life. That's the way it works. But a man of true, a mature father and mother want their children to supersede them. And I have always had a passion for that. I have always longed to see that because I understand your greatness is not what you become. Your greatness is helping somebody else become. That's true greatness, ladies and gentlemen. True greatness. But who will qualify to submit and to yield himself so God can do what he needs to do? Well, we love you guys. Appreciate you. We pray that you will allow God to do some great and awesome things in you in this last season. This is our due season set time. This has been your host. Dr. Jimmy Kins with the Master Key. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Look forward to being with you on tomorrow. God bless. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.